Welcome to the Mill Housing Nation podcast, where we bring you stories from real military spouses who've been in your shoes. From new spouses to veteran spouses, you'll get tips, tricks, and actionable steps to help you along your military life journey. Here's your host, Lindsay Litton. This episode is brought to you by Armed Forces Insurance. Armed Forces Insurance offers personal insurance options specifically designed for military families. To learn more, visit them online at AFI.org or give them a call at 1-800-313-1936. Well, welcome back to another episode of Mill Housing Nation. And today I'm really excited to be joined by another military spouse, a disruptor in the PR and social media base within military spouse community um, because she is kicking butt and taking names. And um, I mean, I, I, I don't even feel like you need an introduction because everybody knows you and they know how fabulous you are and all of the things that you're doing in the spouse community. So Miss Monet Jefferson, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and chat with you. This has been a long time coming. I know. Here we are like in the 11th hour, finally. It's happening. It's happening. So before we jump into, you know, kind of the bulk of our conversation, let's jump in to a little bit more of who you are, how long you've been a military spouse, and how many PCSs. Oh gosh. I feel like we could write a whole session about that. <laughs> um, so I am, like you said, Moni Jefferson. I am an entrepreneur. I am a mother. I'm a military spouse 18 years. Uh, we've been Air Force for 18 years and I was an army kid. So the military is just my life, right? It's my safety net. And it really just, I love everything about the military. So I run a virtual social media agency called Dog Tags and Heels. It's PR and social media, which you mentioned in a work with corporate um, and nonprofit clients to help them really build um, relationships with their audience um, that dive deep instead of wide, build brand evangelism and make social impact with their product or service um, and help them stand out from all of the social media we have right now. It's so hard to stand out, but you know, just really tapping into your message is most important. Um, I'm also the um, creator of the Mill Spouse Creative, which is an online virtual networking community for military spouse entrepreneurs. And I created that community about a few months before I launched my public relations agency out of a need for myself to find other military spouses who were kind of on the same journey. And I couldn't find them. There was groups for entrepreneurs and groups for spouse support, but there wasn't anything that combined the two. And I figured if I'm doing it, other people need the same encouragement. Um, so I would say I selfishly created the group for myself to start asking questions. <laughs> and so now it's just a thriving community and there's mentorship support. Uh, we have ambassadors who come in and they're experts and run great businesses as military spouses and they invest their time into the community helping fellow spouses. Um, and the co-creator of My Ultimate PCS, which is a PCSing app for military families and uh, the creator of Military Life apps, which are two other apps on the market for military families. I just feel like we've taken and put on like 10 hats that you wear. I mean, <laughs> when people say like, Lizzie, you're busy and it's like, girl, look at Monet. Like, girl, I don't know how you do. Yeah. So we're going to jump into some of that. And you, you forgot to mention the Rosie Network. Oh my gosh. So yeah, well, because they're part of like my PR stuff, but they just brought me in as the, I'm the regional chapter director. So the Rosie Network is going uh, worldwide eventually. Um, we are opening up six chapters, uh, Rosie chapters across the U.S. Uh, before the end of the year. It's yeah. Amazing. Amazing. 
All right. Well, let's jump into the beef of our combo. Okay. Um, to kick this off, I really want to understand from your perspective. And obviously, um, you are doing so many things for the military spouse community. You have seen needs that you have gone into and put, just like you said, this wrong for my own need. This is what I felt like I could give back to the community because this was something that affected me. Monet, what do you, from your perspective, think is the biggest issue impacting military families and spouses right now? I mean, remote work. Like the resources, um, where to find help. I will say, uh, I stayed at home for 11 years. I have a degree in public relations and communications, and I wasn't able to really thrive in that area. I just kept saying, like, after he retires, I guess I'll start mine. And then, um, you know, my kids were starting school, my youngest, and I said, uh, why am I going to wait till after he retires? And what am I going to do with my time? All my kids are going to be in school, and I'm going to be home. And so, I started looking for work. Um, and so you go on base and you're like, hey, I'm looking for work. I'm ready to work. And the first thing they do is have you take a resume building class, right? All the traditional things for work um, and have you take a class to be a government employee. Um and I did all those things and I didn't get a job and I never even got picked up for an interview and the process is inundating and it's not fun. Right. So, so that kind of discouraged me. Um, so I just started looking for work on my own, um, through online communities and interviewing. And it just, it was really discouraging for me as a military spouse to answer questions as to why I was a manager here and why I was not a manager at this job or the, the gaps and why the moving and sometimes leaving those meetings, even though you feel smart and you, you're empowered, you can leave those meetings feeling super deflated because you're like, this military life has done this to me, right? So then it goes on to that resentment. Mm -hmm. uh, and so one day I just, I had an interview. I had I was on my third one and, you know, they said to me, you're, you know, we really, you have all the qualities we need, but we just can't invest in, invest in you right now. And so that made me very mad. Mm -hmm. um, and if you know me, I am the type of person, I don't back down from a challenge. I am a self-motivator, but I was super, super deflated. And I felt very discouraged that day. And I cried and I was like, man, I'm never going to get a job. My husband has this great career with all these accolades and he's going to retire and he's going to get this, you know, $80,000 non-military job. And I'm just going to be stuck with the kids, you know, and I'm smart and I have all these talents and things to offer. And it was really taking a toll on my self-esteem and my self-worth and my relationship. And so I just woke up the next day and I started an LLC and I had just moved. that. <laughs> I was like, there's this remote stuff going on. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to do this. And I think I couldn't even spell entrepreneur at the time. I which, still can't, Monet. I still can't. <laughs> what is this entrepreneur thing we're talking How about? How many U's and E's are in that word? <laughs> I know. And why is the E before the U? Like, I'm just... I know. It's so confusing. <laughs> so I started a business and based off of that, my eyes just opened to all the other spouses that are having the same issues. And the more and more I start advocating and sitting at round tables and in these private, very um, transparent conversation with other spouses, it affects their every day, their self-esteem, their husband, whether they're going to stay in the military, it affects um, the way they feel about themselves and the way they announce themselves or present themselves to the world. Um, and it affects their finances. If you you need, most families need two incomes, you know? And so, um, employment, 
I think is one of the biggest issues, but more so it is the resource, lack of resources that the military provides to spouses who want to be entrepreneurs. All the resources are there to go get a job, but I don't need to learn to write a resume. I need to learn to make a media kit. I need to learn how to automate systems. I need to know how to outsource. I need to know what is, how to convert ROI on social media. Those are the things I need to learn, not writing a resume. Yeah. Well, and I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, for a lot of spouses, it is that one-stop sh- you know, shop. Go in, update your resume, figure out how you're going to get a government job. You know, I remember when I lost my corporate job, I was, okay, I guess I'll figure out how to go on base and do this. And, you know, I'm really thankful and I feel very blessed that I didn't get, go that way because I would make the worst government employee ever. I know, you and I both. <laughs> <laughs> they would have fired me after like two days. They were like, ma'am, you can't reinvent the system every single time. Um, so it would have never worked out. And Anyway, even if I was to get the job. So this was, you know, God's way of saying like, girlfriend, go, go do something else. Um, how do you think military spouse entrepreneurism is amplified in terms of the challenges faced with it and the lack of resources when you tack on military life? And when I say military life, I say PCSing because at any point in our journey as, as spouses, as a military family, you're faced with a PCS. It's a fact. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, you just know it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, if it doesn't happen for you, I need to figure out what that MOS is because <laughs> Roy needs to cross train. <laughs> yeah. Please tell me how to make this happen because, uh, yeah. So I think like, um, and I think, I hope I'm answering your question right. So I yeah. feel like um, the lack of resources that educates us on the skill sets we have to take from place to place, the lack of those resources and how to do that discourages spouses from starting businesses. Yeah. Um, just not knowing like how to get new clients at the new place, how to um, keep the clients you have while you're moving because they don't know about automating systems. They don't know about systems. They don't know about automation. They don't know about outsourcing. Um, They don't know about pitching themselves at the new place, how to get involved with your local communities and start networking. A lot of spouses don't even know what networking actually means. They know you go somewhere and you talk to people, but what do you talk about? You need to have an elevator speech. You like all these different things are not things that they offer to us. Mm-hmm. So you're learning kind of as you're going, but I do feel like not having that affects spouses from starting a business. Um, oh, completely. And, and obviously that didn't hinder you from jumping into it. So walk us through, you know, how you had to change it and how did you overcome those challenges? Because I know one of the, the things that I constantly hear is like, Lindsay, why would I even get my real estate license? Because we're going to move in two years and I'm just going to leave my business. So it's, it's just, you know, I, and it hurts my soul when I hear people say that, because it's like, you are not getting creative and thinking outside the box because of all the things that you just described. If you do it correctly, I only sold real estate in San Antonio for two and a half years. My team still continues to be one of the top teams in San Antonio. I have not sold a home in three years. It is possible through systems and the right people. So talk to us about how you kind of discovered that way from your perspective. So I quickly learned that social media, while it can be inundating and it could be a black hole and time suck, it can also be a place of flourishment and education and online network. And so I quickly learned how to network online. So I just started Googling and joining every single group that was about entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Every single group about entrepreneurship, social media, bu- building a business at home. Um, and I used Google. 
how to do this. Usually the school of Google, if you Google it, somebody's written a blog about it and there's usually a Facebook group to join, to learn how to do it. Um, and that's what I was saying. Like I quickly learned, like there's this whole virtual world that I had no idea about how to run a business. Like you think running a business, you think you're just renting a space or buying a space, setting up shop, having products and selling it or service and selling it from a brick and mortar. Right. But my brick and mortar is my computer <laughs> like yeah. and yeah. my brain. Like that's all I need and Wi-Fi, and I'm good. I can run my business, but having those resources allowed me and listening to and getting mentors, tapping in and asking people like, so how are you doing this? And start taking notes, mm-hmm. start taking lots of notes and doing it. Um, yeah, I never let a PCS, a deployment, a TDY, uh, shift change, change the trajectory of my business. It's like, yeah. I'm having a business. This is what I want to do. Um, but yeah, just tapping into those online resources and then reaching out to people who are doing what, you, what you're what you doing, what you would like to do and asking them, hey, do you have 15 minutes? I have like five questions for you yep. to answer, you know? And a lot of times, most of the people who have gone through it, that are seasoned, they want to help. They'll hop on a call, just send you a voice message and give you all the information you need, right? Because we wish we had that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. So, um, <laughs> we learned yeah. this the hard way. <laughs> yeah, the hard way, the whole hard way, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I will say the online space, although it can be inundating and, you know, whatever, it is It is the place to start if you want to have an online business. Well, and I, and I love that, that you went through that. I mean, it really is about who you know, how you can connect. Um, I love that you talked about just Googling it. I, I literally think like half my business was created just because I just was like, well, I'm going to Google it and figure it out. You don't have to have all the answers. Right. <laughs> exactly. Because Google has all the answers. Yes. And you don't need a fancy degree for it either. Because I know um, one of the things that I personally was thinking was, well, I'll just go back to school. I'll get an MBA. Um, and I'm not dissing anybody that has a master's or goes right. through it. Karina, my business partner has two masters and, you know, God bless her. Um, I like to joke that like I saved her from law school when I asked her to help me grow my business at the time. And now it's our business. And, and I told her like, aren't you happy? You don't have like all that law debt. And she (laughs) just jokes with me. Um, but you know, it Google, you can get an MBA just Googling it and you don't have to go back and get a degree. And I'm actually kind of glad I didn't. Otherwise I would be in a lot of debt right now. Yeah. I thought about that too. I was like, Oh, maybe I'll go get a master's. Yeah. And I was like, this is the thing to do. And then I was like, but I really don't like school. I was not the best student ever. Like I was like, Oh, we don't go to school on the first day because they just give the syllabus. Yeah. And then they don't count it as an hour. You could email it to me. And then I would get in a fight with the professor because I'd be like, well, that's not really how it's done in the real world. So <laughs> I was a horrible student. I was too. So, but I, I mean, I had my degree. I did well. I just don't, I don't like to follow the rules, which is probably why I have my own business. Cause I like to create my own rules. Um, and I like to push boundaries and I like to question and I like to, I've always been like that. Mm-hmm. Like always, even in high school, my mom would always get phone calls like, Monica, because Monica's my real name, my whole name. <laughs> Monica was, you know, telling students that this is not right and this isn't uh-huh. that, like questioning me during class. And my mom would just be like, could you just go to class and yeah. take class? Like you're in high school. Why are you arguing with the teacher about facts and like the way that they're treating people? And I was like, because if somebody doesn't do it, nobody will do it. Uh-huh. You know? 
So, uh-huh. Oh yeah. Girl, I think we're cut from the same cloth because I had the same problems growing up and my mom would just be like, just follow the rules. And I'd be like, this is a stupid rule and I'm not following it. Yeah, I feel the same way. Just don't. And good for us for not following the rules. And that's what I tell my kids, like, oh, you know, a long time ago, like I have the gift of gap, right? So even growing up, it was like, you're too opinionated. You talk too loud. You're, you're, you're too boisterous. You know, like the words and the comments go on and on and on. But now that's like what, what attracts people to me. And that's what my clients love. And that's what you and I love about each other. You know what I mean? Like it's part of your personality and, but people always try to put you in a box. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, growing up, my mom said, you know, you're so bossy. Why do you have to boss your friends around? You should, and I even had a little t-shirt as a kid that said Miss Bossy. And, you know, and I tell my mom, I was like, mom, you know what that t-shirt should have said? Future leader. Because I was a leader. Those are leadership skills, mom. And my mom was like, you know, you're just bossy. (laughs) I know. I just had the conversation with my mom because I did the MC event at Mills Spouse Fest. And my mom was like, you know, you used to get in trouble for talking and doing all this. And now, now you get paid to do it. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it is true. Like your gifts are your gifts. And so I, I am really big about like not having my kids try to fit into a box, but like rephrasing, like you said, instead of being bossy, you're a future leader, but you have to learn how to speak to people to get them to do what you want them to do. Right. So just kind of changing that mindset and, uh, encouraging people. So we went on, on a whole nother road. We did. We did. So we're going to bring it back in. Um, what is your, so for our listeners, one of the things that we always wrap up with is what is your favorite PCS tip? Um, download my ultimate PCS. That's hey. So you don't have to print out all these papers and go get 500 binders and all the color things. You will still need a binder. You will still have paper because you have to have paper that you turn in at your new base. But the checklist, the inventory, the resources, the sections to put phone numbers, um, your countdown that integrates with your phone, you guys, like it's all in the palm of your hands. You can, you know, be reminded to get your kids' school records or shot records updated or, you know, call about turning off the water or changing your address. You don't have to write those things down and you don't have to check mark them in a pen. You could do it from your phone at night in your bed as you are just relaxing. You know. During your PCS, you were like, this PCS is smooth, boo. I had to print none of these papers out. I just go through, oh, I need to create a new list because I have a boat. I'm going to create my boating list of things I need to do. You know, so it's having that PCS um, app is going to really make your life easier. So that's the first tip. I and love it. <laughs> you got any more? You got more tips? Um, give, your, give yourself grace. Mm-hmm. Perfection is not everything. And I really believe that each PCS is a opportunity to have quality time with your family and make memories that are lasting, right? Like you're driving cross country. You're not in a rush. Just schedule it. Stop at places to have moments or ice cream or stop here. Um, Living in a house with air mattresses and crates for a few days before your stuff comes in are the best opportunities to have great conversations with your kids, play games, snuggle. Like there are so many uh, pockets of moments there that um, when you have your furniture and you get back to your real life, when everything starts, you don't have those opportunities. So give yourself grace and enjoy the process. You know, don't allow it to be a negative thing. It happens. PCSing 
from the civilian aspect is a negative thing. Like, oh my gosh, you move every three. Oh my gosh. You know, you get that. Like I couldn't, I I couldn't. I'm like, oh, I love it. There's no TV in my house for like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Our kids have conversations. We have intimate conversations. We can connect. We go on walks. We play. Like there are all these things that you don't do once everything comes. So for me, I'm like, oh, I can't wait. I get to go to a new city, new library, new town, new festivals. Like, I'm sorry for you. <laughs> you for 20 years. Yes. No, I feel the same way. I definitely think there is beautiful silver lining to our life. So Monet, I know you and I could just go on for hours. If our, if our listeners want to get the app and, or if they want to get connected with you to learn more about your entrepreneurship um, gifts that you can give them, where can they go to connect with you and how can they get the app? So you can um, download the app at my ultimate PCS or online in the iOS store only, uh, Android version is coming out soon. So right now it's only on Apple or iOS. I always say it wrong, whatever. I'm an accidental app creator, so I'm not supposed to know exactly what to say. Um, so my ultimate PCS, um, and my ultimate If you want to connect with me, just, um, Moni Jefferson, PR.com. Awesome. Well, I appreciate your time today. Thank you again so much for being part of the show. And we for sure have to bring you back for an update. I know. We, we got to make a whole party thing of this. I know. This is fun. Yes. <laughs> well, Monet, thank you again for being a part of Mill Housing Nation. Thank you for having me. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Mill Housing Nation podcast. To connect with Mill Housing Network, visit us online at mil housingnetwork.com.